You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. You can't even trust your own shadow. This world is a strange one. Perhaps one of the creepiest things to encounter is a shadow person. Just imagine it. You lay in bed, trying to drift off to sleep, when you notice a strange-looking shadow in the corner. A shadow that looks like a person. You tell yourself it's just your mind trying to find shapes in the dark, and you believe it, until you open your eyes and the shadow is standing over you. Tonight, I will share with you six true Shadow Man scary stories. YouTuber Nade will be joining us, so if you enjoy his sexy accent, be sure to stop by his channel for spine-chilling creepypasta and gaming lore. Now, are you ready? Because you're gonna need more than one nightlight for this one. Number one, Shadow People on the Tracks. Submitted by Ginny Yina. I'll do a bit of explaining to introduce myself first. My name is Jennifer. I'm a 20-year-old female Hyena Day writer and published author who once worked under the pen name of Penny Tauret. This happened to me a while back when I was a cub around the age of six or so, but I still remember it as clear as sunshine right up to this very day. I was traveling with caretakers, one of which is unfortunately sick at this present time, down to Minneapolis for a visit with one of their granddaughters who was studying to be a nurse at the time. I know it may sound strange coming from a female, but I was always a diehard rail fan from the ground up all the way up to today and even put in a few applications to just about every railroad from here to Timbuktu before finally getting my stick in the riding field. We decided to take the Empire Builder, an old classic run by the good old Great Northern before it soon dissolved shortly into BNSF 
before it soon dissolved shortly into BNSF, and Amtrak got the rights to the train itself years later upon trackage rights agreements. We departed as usual from Chicago's Union Station right on time at about 2.45 that afternoon, and we began our trek down the Canadian Pacific Railway's old SOO line route, through the section that would take us in through Iowa and beyond. I looked up curiously at one of the old warehouse buildings we passed by, while still traversing the BNSF Railway's famous racetrack subdivision, and was damn near shocked at what I found. The thing looked like it hadn't been used or occupied in more than decades, with cracked, heavily disheveled, and even broken windows all on each and every one side of it, with equally abundant overgrowth populating over all of it. But the most mortifying part of all of it was definitely that from a single, dimly lit light bulb in the far top right corner of the place. I could just make out the heavily darkened silhouette of what looked like a man dressed in Dick Tracy-style garb, bowler hat, and all seemingly staring down at our train from one of the busted-out windows from above. We had been stopped in a sighting about the whole time it happened, so I know for a fact it couldn't have been from just the motion of the train. I turned my head over to my caretakers to see if either of them could catch even a small glimpse of what I was seeing as well. But I'll be damned, by the very next moment I turned my head back to the window and look up, it was gone. Just poof, along with the light bulb as well, which almost seemed to never at all even exist there in the first place, as the whole building was as gloomy as a Savannah-style rainstorm in the dead of midnight. The two toots on the K5LA horn of one of our F40PHs up front sounded for the signal to continue on forward, and I was damn well glad to clear the hell out of there and hopefully never see the same building on this route ever again. Oh, and strangely as well, the brake shoes on one of our rear-tagging express boxcars decided to stick hours later, right on the very same day we left out of Milwaukee that night. Number 2 the Shadow Man, submitted by Sorceress of the Nile, 8990, and read by Nade. So a little background information before I get into the meat of the story. I was in my second year of high school when this happened, and I was under a lot of stress at the time. Maybe that had something to do with it. I can't really be sure. Anyways, leading up to this strange occurrence, I remember feeling like I was being watched by someone wherever I was alone. Regardless of where I was, I would feel this unsettling presence as a result. I began to lose sleep and grow both paranoid and more isolated. That was when the dream happened. I remember finding myself in a densely wooded area at night. I didn't know why I was here or where I was going, but all I knew was I had to get out of there. I kept to the well-beaten path, armed with my flashlight and only my footsteps to keep me company. That was when I saw it, or rather him. He was standing in the middle of the path with a pair of does on either side, all three of them with their eyes fixated on me, and I stared back. What scared me was the man's eyes that seemed to stare into me. The right one was bright green, and the left was gold. After a long time of staring at one another, he grinned, showing me his sharp teeth. He didn't say a word, but I knew from the look in his eyes I was nothing more than prey he would get me one way or the other. Then I woke up. While I mostly kept this really weird and creepy dream to myself, my two close friends, one of which who was Wiccan, mentioned to me that I was acting kind of strange and asked what was wrong. I told them how I felt, like I was being watched, and I recounted my dream and both of them took me seriously. My Wiccan friend actually told me that she felt like something or someone was following me, and it was angry that it was now acknowledged after that, 
I started to feel a presence fade, and I hadn't felt it since. Number 3. The Dark Figure in the Night Submitted by Michelle M. Two months ago, I moved back in with my Nana. Now, I've always had trouble sleeping, and I've also had, I guess, the feeling of being asleep and not being able to move a muscle. Well, last week, I came home from classes around 9pm. I came in, talked to my grandma for a minute, then hopped in the shower and finally, after a long-ass day, I made it to my bed. I got up to take my meds, then proceeded to begin the process of falling asleep. Now, it can take me a while to actually go to sleep, and on this specific night, I fell asleep rather quickly. Well, I have to sleep with my door cracked at night, just in case my Nana calls for me. And eventually, that night, I did wake up to what I thought was my grandma calling me. I opened my eyes, still laying in bed, and looked out of the cracked door in my room. And when my eyes finally focused, I was just staring at the door. I think I was just waiting to hear her call my name again, just to be sure. I didn't feel like getting up for nothing in the middle of the night, in a very dark and quiet condo. So I was peering out the opening of the door, and that's when I saw this giant black figure appear. As I soon realized what I was looking at, I tried my absolute hardest to move, but I couldn't. Nothing happened. I was stuck staring at this black figure that was now moving rather quickly towards me. Then it stopped right at the end of my bed, and at that instant, I blinked. And when I opened my eyes again, I was actually awake. I was terrified to look over at my door, fearing that black figure would be in the doorway. I quickly and quietly reached to my left to grab the TV remote off the nightstand, and as quickly as humanly possible turned the TV on and hit the light switch. I am 30 years old, and I do not like the feeling of being scared, or that someone or something is just lingering around watching me. I sat there for what felt like an eternity, just flipping through channels, trying to find something, anything to take my mind off of what just happened. I sat up, opened my window, and smoked a cigarette. I don't think I've ever been that scared before. I laid down again, and eventually I guess I did fall back asleep. And then once again, I could hear my Nana calling my name. And again, I opened my eyes and was waiting to hear my name again, but instead I met by the same black figure at the door. It charged in at me, yet stopping right at the end of my bed, but this time, it hovered over me and began strangling me. Every ounce of air I felt being sucked out of me. I, I couldn't move, speak, or breathe anymore. It was honestly one of the scariest moments of my life, and that's when I heard my other grandma calling for me. The scary part about that is, she passed away when I was 16. At that moment, I woke up screaming, with an ice-cold sweat all over me. But I could move, and I knew that I was safe. My Nana somehow from somewhere came down and saved me from this demon-like thing that was trying to kill me. I do believe in heaven and hell, and now I know it was my Nana from heaven coming to rescue me from this evil thing. And that's what I believe, and that's what makes sense to me. That night, I definitely didn't go back to sleep again. Instead, I set up, opened my window, and smoked another cigarette, and I began praying for my grandma to keep watching over me and to send that evil thing back to hell where it belongs. I do pray every night before I close my eyes to go to sleep. Also, I started looking up what happened to me last week, and that's when I realized it was sleep paralysis and that it's common to see the figure, and most people think it does have something to do with the devil and demons. But why did it pick me to visit? Why did it try to kill me? I've tried my hardest to change my life, to turn everything around. 
I don't use drugs anymore and I'm back in college and I'm home helping my grandma while she recovers from a knee replacement. I really can't figure out to this day what I did to deserve a night like that. But I haven't had it happen again since that night and I definitely make sure I say my prayers before I go to sleep each night. Number four, Shadow on the Wall, submitted by Kitty Mallow and read by Nade. This happened roughly four to five years ago. I was about 17 at the time, and I would often visit my boyfriend for the weekend. He lived with his mother in an apartment complex, which was an hour away by car for me. So whenever I would visit, it would be for two three days at a time. Why waste the gas, right? It was the middle of December and we got charged with petting apartments in while his mother went God knows where. It was probably around 2.13 in the afternoon and we spent most of the day doing a whole lot of nothing. It was too cold to go outside but too hot to do much while indoors. His mother was a control freak when it came to the thermostat. She got really cold easily, so it stayed at 85 degrees in that apartment all year round and heaven forbid if anyone messed with her thermostat so we decided to pass time by watching whatever was on the TV in his room and trying not to die of heat extortion, which was ironic for the middle of the winter. We had made sure to limit any possible sources for extra heat. The bed was stripped to the bottom sheets, his box fan was on high and pointed directly in our faces, and the overhead light was off. He quickly fell asleep as we'd been up until nearly four or so in the morning and the previous night surfing around the internet and playing video games. He played, I watched. I was content to let him sleep, in all honesty. I was starting to get pretty tired too. I had rolled over onto my right side as my left hip was starting to bother me. I was just beginning to let myself slip into sleep when an odd feeling settled on me, raising goosebumps. It felt like I was being pinned and then I felt cold like someone had opened the window or I had been outside for hours. I lay shivery, unable to move, then my eyes seemed drawn to the corner of the wall right behind the door. A thick, Black shadowed stretch from the floor to the ceiling, and it seemed unnatural. Light was coming in from the window, and was casting shadows on the walls, but they were not moving around because the trees outside. The black shadow in the corner was not. I stared at it for a long time, not even noticing that I was still shivering like a dog. A growling started coming from the door, and I first thought that it was that little Maltese but the growling sounded a lot deeper than a small yappy dog can make. The growling got louder and I could not tar my eyes from the shadow. Tears were starting to fall down my face. My boyfriend must have rolled over or moved just enough to jostle me and force my eyes away from the shadow and when I looked back it was gone. I didn't get any sleep at all until he woke up around five or so in the evening. He told me I must have had a bad dream but he didn't push it when I told him I wasn't sleeping. I was completely terrified to sleep in the dark for a good week or so after that. He stayed in that apartment for another six months before they found a place close to the town. I had not seen anything like that since that day, and I hope I never do again. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. 
June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number 5. The Shadow Man. Submitted by The Nerdy Pie Man. I'm a guy obsessed with the paranormal, and these true events are the reason why. It all started when I was three years old. I had awoken in the dead of night, around three in the morning, and being scared, I headed to my parents' room. While in the hallway, I got a horrifying feeling that I was being watched. Needless to say, I ran like hell into my parents' room and dived into their bed. This happened a lot, but my parents just put it down to me being young, a young kid having nightmares. It was normal, right? A few years go by since that experience and nothing really had happened. It was the day of my seventh birthday, the night before, the grandfather clock in the living room struck 12 a.m., telling me that I was now seven years old, and I fell asleep as quickly as possible because the next day meant presents and cake, and what kid doesn't love presents and cake? Before going to bed, I had stolen my dad's alarm clock so that I could wake up at seven in the morning on the dot and have a long day of fun opening presents, but as I awoke to the beeping alarm, the time was 1.36 in the morning. That wasn't right. That wasn't what I said it to. I looked around the room for what felt like a few seconds, and then I saw something. There was a shadow at the end of my bed, and it stood about six foot two and was clearly a man. I was scared, but I mustered up some courage and did all I could think of to do. I asked it who it was. What happened next has stayed with me since, because this shadow actually spoke to me. George. It whispered in my ear. What do you want? I asked in a trembling voice. George, George, it kept saying, but I couldn't keep myself from backing away. And then suddenly, it boomed. You! The thing shouted a deep, thunderous voice and ran towards me. Well, not really ran, but it floated toward me. I must have blacked out, because when I next opened my eyes, it was seven in the morning, and the alarm was beeping away to itself. I tried my best to forget about it, because after all, it was my birthday, and I was determined to have the best day ever. 
That was until my mom had gotten a phone call from my grandma saying that our Uncle George had died during the night. My mom told me, and I froze. I asked how tall he was, and mom told me he was around six foot two and was heavy set, just like the shadow man I had seen during the night. I told my mom everything then. I broke down and admitted my horrible experience, but she just told me it was probably a nightmare and that I should just forget about it, but I just couldn't. What are the odds that it happened on the same night my uncle died? In fact, every four years from then, it happened. Skip ahead a few years when I was 15. My best friend, let's call her Sarah, and I were sitting on the sofa in my living room, and she glanced through the open door and said she had seen a tall shadow moving up the stairs really fast. She seemed excited to go and investigate. Obviously, I was apprehensive, given my experience with this shadow, but I went anyway. We took a video camera with us to try and catch the shadow on film, but what we caught scared the living hell out of us. Although we saw it with our eyes, the camera did not show it, but we saw a man hanging from the window in my bedroom. Before we could even understand what we were looking at, the two of us booked it outside. It was about time I asked my mom how Uncle George had died. Apparently, he did commit suicide, and I'm sure you can guess how. He hung himself. Now, the next part of my story cuts to when I was 18. My grandma had died two years prior, and I was still grieving, praying for her to give me some sort of sign that she was still there. That night, I dreamt I had visited my grandma in heaven. Well, I think it was heaven, but she was in a dark area in a corner, being blocked by a tall shadow man. I ran toward it, screaming at the shadow to get the hell away from my grandma. I physically touched this shadow and pushed with all my might to get him off of her. It actually worked, and my grandma spoke to me. She told me that the shadow man was not George, but merely taking the form of him, and since I stood up to it, that I would never see him again. I'm 27 now, and last night I woke up in a cold sweat and heard a whisper that sounded familiar. I started shaking as the voice came closer and closer until finally everything was quiet. I turned over in bed to go back to sleep, and in my ear I heard, Remember me? And number six, Shadow Man Encounter, submitted by Kellen. I was in third or fourth grade at the time. We had recently moved into a new duplex after my mother had gone through a breakup with a boyfriend. It was my mom, my older sister, who was two years older than me, and myself. Now, in my bedroom, my bed was against the wall in front of my door, which led to the hallway. I always left my door open and feared something would be in my room so I could call to my mom for help or, at the very least, escape. I have always been sensitive to the unexplained, and that made me really scared when I was younger. One night, I was sleeping facing the wall on my side when I suddenly woke up at two or three in the morning. Something felt wrong, like something was watching me. I rolled over to face my door, and that's when I saw it. I, I froze in my bed, my heart racing, and my blood turning to ice. A solid black figure of a tall man stood in my doorway. He was staring down at me. I wanted to scream or run or cry, but my entire body was paralyzed. I was petrified with fear. All I could do was stare at this figure who looked right back at me. I knew it wasn't my mother or my sister, and we didn't live with a man, it was just us. There was no telling who or what this thing was. I couldn't make out any detail on it, 
but from its outline alone, it was a broadly built man, and he'd stood about six feet tall with short hair. It was noticeably darker than the blackness around him. He was a solid black figure. It felt like we stared at each other for hours, but it must have been only a few seconds when I ducked under the covers, praying silently to God that he would leave me alone or that I would wake up and this would all be over. I counted to 10 to build up the courage to peek out from under the blankets. One, two, three. I don't think I've ever been so terrified. Eight, nine, 10. With trembling hands, I lifted the covers over my head and looked out at my empty hallway. He was gone. I wanted to run into my mom's room, but I was too scared to leave my room at all in fear he would be out there waiting for me. I stayed up the entire night and told my mom what happened. Of course, she suggested that it was only a dream. I told my neighbor who drove her grandson and I to the same elementary school about what had happened since she was very open about her stories with the paranormal. She told me about shadow people and that I should be thankful nothing else happened that night, which only frightened me more, of course. From then on, I was so afraid to sleep in my room alone. My mom ended up getting me one of those paper screen room dividers to put up in front of my bed so I couldn't see out into the hallway. Honestly, that only scared me more because I wasn't able to tell if he was there, just standing in the doorway, watching. Now he'd be there and I wouldn't even know it. I've never seen him again but I've had plenty of paranormal experiences since then. Shadows are terrifying. Even when they are just shadows of things we know and understand, they represent a terrifying exaggeration and transformation of it. A tree branch becomes a skeleton in the moonlight. A curious dog can become a pitch black predator. And what about that shadow that seems to creep closer every second? but there's nothing around you that it could possibly be casting from. Well, you can wait to find out exactly what it is, or you could run and try to survive the night. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Don't forget to check out Nade, an up-and-coming YouTuber with great creepy promise. Thanks.